Hey there, welcome to the Church Digital Podcast. My name is Jeff, and we got a great episode set up for you. It's episode 22. We'll talk about who's coming up here in a little bit. It's my birthday week, and yeah, happy birthday to me. My birthday was actually August 18th, so the day uh, yesterday from when the podcast released on Monday the 19th, and I'm excited. I'm 42. Uh, the gray in the beard's legit. I haven't had hair in 20 years, so yeah, 42 is, is uh, looking a lot like 41 and a lot like 40. And a lot like my 30s, actually, come to think of it. But let's, let's get back on topic. To celebrate my birthday, here's what I'm doing, listening audience. I'm giving away Starbucks. I love Starbucks, and, and you love Starbucks, too. So follow me on Instagram. Uh, Instagram, my account is DeerFedge, D-E-E-R-F-F-E-J. So deer like the animal, and then Jeff backwards, because my name's Jeff Reed. It's all backwards. Follow me. I'm giving away Starbucks gift cards this week on my Instagram account. If you want to get notified when it's coming, uh, turn on notifications on Instagram. Take advantage of my graciousness all week of uh, my birthday here, August 18th week. And this isn't the only way I'm celebrating my birthday because it's my birthday and I get to do what I want and uh, I can cry if I want to, which I'm not. To celebrate my birthday, um, I'm bringing a special guest on here for this podcast. And, and this woman, honestly, is dear to my heart, maybe next to my wife and my daughter. I don't know that I love any woman any more than this. And before this gets any more awkward, let me tell you that we're bringing my mom on the podcast. So here's the deal. What does my mom have to do with church online? My mom's been leading multiple online small groups for almost three years now. Uh, a lot of it are people that she's recruited to join in. And my mom tells some phenomenal stories and has some phenomenal experiences about what it actually means to lead a small group online. And so us as churches, as we're wrestling with whether or not we should do this and what does it look like and does it downplay the physical as well as the virtual and how we're all complicating what's involved in actually doing discipleship online. People like my mother have just jumped in and have been discipling people for years. And I want to explore this. I want to t share some stories. I want to see what online small groups looks like, what biblical community looks like, what cell groups, whatever the language is. What does it look like to get people together and study the Bible online? And, and ironically, the best expert I know to dive into this is my mother, who is past retirement age, who is going to tell some phenomenal stories. And so I want to present to you, ladies and gentlemen, Rady Armas, who's not my mother, but online pastor over at Christ Fellowship Miami, myself, of course, in the church digital, and my mother, Linda Reed, retiree, online small group leader. Here y'all go. I just want to put a disclaimer. I can't call this woman Linda for the entire length of this podcast. So listening Don't audience, do it. yeah, no, it's not going to happen. You're going to have to be okay with me calling her mom because mom's been mom for 42 years. And that is awesome. And That's so, right. I mean, I really just wanted to uh, get a chance to sit down and talk with mom who's been doing online small groups for three years. Uh, mm -hmm. Three years ago when I was at Christ Fellowship Miami and just – looking for somebody kind of crazy to buy into some concept of doing a small group online and, and mom being, well, super supportive, like she always is of me. Well, mom, how'd you get involved with doing an, an online small group? You tell the story. Okay. Well, I think you called me and asked me, would I host an online Bible study? And I said, well, who's going to be in the group? Number one was one of my first questions how do I host one? 
And most important, do I know enough about technology to do something online as an elderly person? I won't say old, but elderly. Nobody's saying old. Not one person has said old. Not even nope. elderly. You're young for your age. Look, look, okay. Look. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Linda, you're, you're proving that a lot of this is really even just a state of mind thing, even just by taking this jump, because, you know, those questions right off the bat are what most people w would approach this with. And so keep telling your story, because I think it's going to help um, okay, lead a lot of no, people in that direction. It's been easy and it's been wonderful. And hmm. a lot has happened and God has been in it you can see things that have happened because i started with one small group on sunday night at eight o'clock now i have two small groups i have one on sunday night and one on monday night at eight o'clock and as a leader it's wonderful i only have to study one you know prepare it's like a teacher in school i only have to prepare one lesson but i get the time and the i get the privilege of sharing it twice so tell me about your your, your particular studies so you got some great questions who's going to join the group that was your question three years ago who joined your group tell us some of what your online small groups look like okay um on my sunday night small group i have the the first person that actually joined my group is still with me three years later and she started out living in uh she actually her family lives and went to west kendall but she went away to law school in washington dc and she joined um was my first person to join in my class out of washington dc she was a college uh graduate and she was just entered law school and so she was there until just this last year. She now moved to San Antonio and what's so great, it's been seamless. She's now in San Antonio, but she joins us every Sunday night and uh, we've just had a grand time. Uh, one of the other ladies in our Sunday night small group, um, she and I went to Washington DC to visit Melissa and we had a grand two days with her, went to the Bible museum there and we really got close as, as friends, even though really our relationship is, is centered online. And to me, one of the most important things about being online, it's the same as being face to face in a physical room. And it, it, it just opens up so much um, access to anybody who wants to be in a small group. And so for me, it's been wonderful. And we've had all kinds of experiences in our small group. Um, I have one lady who has actually joined in on small group from the grocery store, believe it or not, on her cell phone because she didn't want to miss <laughs> that was interesting, <laughs> but we've done, we've done that. We have, um, we had pajama night one night because, you know, we're all in light. We're all women. We all wore pajamas. We got up and showed our pajamas to each other. <laughs> so, That's you know, we try, we try to make it fun. And so this past year, we've been doing the study of, we've been going through the book of Matthew. And when Jesus was going to have the Lord's Supper, we were going to do, a, we were going to have communion on, you know, like you do online at church. But I couldn't bring myself to do it because I didn't feel like I should be leading in communion as a small group leader. <laughs> but we talked about it. So anyway, we've had fun with that. Um, we laugh, we cry together. 
It doesn't matter if you're in the same room or if you're online. You can have all those same feelings of connection and community and emotion together. We text each other during the week. We text each other recipes. You know, we mm -hmm. stay connected during the week. We celebrate birthdays. You know, we do everything that you do in person. You could do online. It's wonderful. So you're a something something year old person. You're on the older side, retired, you know, grandkid, loving, doting grandmother on, on, the, on the, my kids, which is awesome. Melissa's not. I, you mentioned she's, she's on the she's younger 26. side. She's, Melissa's 26. She's been an attorney now for two years. Right. So you connected with her. She was, oh, it was yes. graduate level work yes. um, when, when we first connected. And, and I, I, I can just, I remember that, that early conversation that I had where um, as, as online pastor, like as we were getting the connection cards and, and utilizing people that came in through the online campus, mm -hmm. Melissa was one of those that reached out saying that she was looking for some form of biblical community looking for a small group looking to get, get connected uh and, and and just transparently um melissa was coming from like a, a law professional level right. my mom had has a you know former business and and professional level on that side and so it's like hey maybe i should put the two of these together maybe and as i recall like there were even others early on that i was like let me try to help my mom start this this small group that's maybe this young professional group that that she could like mentor and, and develop and, and and grow with and and, so and we've had started. some come and go melissa has stayed um one of the challenges you know i think i'll jump ahead here a little bit because of what you just said about the small you know the age difference some of the challenges have been uh some folks coming up for me as a as a leader they'll come mm -hmm. on they'll you know, you're, you're trying to connect, you're trying to build that relationship. And um, then after a month or two, um, they drop off and yeah. you reach out to them because you're, you, you want to find out, are they okay? What's happened? You know, just like you would if you were doing a in-home or at church, you know, small group, want to know what's happened and you don't want people to fall through the cracks. And one of the challenges has been getting them to respond back and, and share with you why they've moved on. It's okay, you know, it's not for you. I understand that. But that's been the toughest thing for me is to let some people go. And I'll give you an example. We had a young girl who was uh, studying nursing at FIU. This is going back now three years ago. And, mm -hmm. um, she um, wanted to come on. She signed up to come on. She texts me back and forth. I'm coming on. I'm coming on. I never could get her to come on. I sent her a book. I, I, I mailed, you know, cards of encouragement to her and so forth. And then one day I got a text from her, a very long text that she was in a um, situation where she had an unplanned pregnancy. And she, um, she evidently was raised in, in a Christian family. She knew what had happened was wrong. She was devastated. And I just kept trying to encourage her, encourage her, and encourage her. Uh, you know, that um, in every way I could, I, I, I just loved on her every way I could through the, through the texting and through sending cards and books and stuff like that to her. 
And anyway, make a long story short, I didn't hear from her for about a year and a half. Mm. And a year and a half, and then just about five months ago, six months ago, she friended me on Facebook out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. I was shocked. And we started up a relationship again. She had been in a abusive relationship. She had the baby. She's beautiful. I see I'm real good friends with her on Facebook now. We friend all night. She's never come back onto the group, but she keeps promising me she wants to. And I keep reaching out to her. She keeps reaching out to me. And so I just found out that she now lives in Kendall. So oh, wow. I'm going to try to get together with her. So, you know, I've tried over the last two and a half years to, to minister to her and be there for her, even though she never actually showed up on a small group. Yeah. And she's a young girl, you know, I know, and, and, and in, in a need of a, of, a, of a mentor or somebody to help her along the way. So that's been one experience. And then I have on my Monday night group, I actually reached out to a mother and daughter and my mm. mother and daughter is now Barbara Orr who goes to Christ Fellowship Miami mm -hmm. and Chesley Orr who lives in um, somewhere in Texas, some small town in Texas. She's now a dentist and mm. she, she's young like Melissa. And so it's been really great seeing a daughter and a mother that is in a Bible study together. And I've mm -hmm. really enjoyed that. And I know that they have because they both have reached out to me and told me that they're very excited to be in a Bible study with their mother or with their daughter. And that's encouraging because that's pretty rare, isn't it? As far yeah. as getting that dynamic, a lot of folks feel uncomfortable like, hey, opening yes. up with mom there or, or with their daughter there. Yeah. And I think it's easier for a mother and daughter to do it online than in person. Hmm. So let, let's let's unpack that because I mean what with the two examples with the two studies, I mean you're you're old and you've got uh, Melissa who's younger, and so even like getting the two of you in in a physical space, there's challenges if you were to do that physically, and so you've got two different examples of a mom and a, and a daughter, uh, and, and an older retired versus a, a young professional mm -hmm. that that are building relationships virtually. Uh, utilizing online tools. Why, why do you think that is? Um, I think that it's, it's just a more comfortable situation because you are, even though you're face to face and, um, but you're not in the same room and it, it allows you to be who you are without the intimidation of mothers sitting right by you. You should understand that, Jeff. I'm asking <laughs> questions here. So wait, so, but in my Sunday night group where I have a 26 year old Melissa, I have a, a beautiful person, young, not young, but she, I don't think she's old. I, I haven't really asked her how old she is, but I'm going to guess she's somewhere between 40 and 50, younger than me. And she's a nurse in uh, Orangeville, Ontario, Canada. And she has just been a delight always has a smile on her face, always has something to add, and truly has been a real inspiration to our group. And uh, so, so the age range on that Sunday night group really goes from 26 to 72, you know. And our Monday night group goes the same realm, 26 to 72. 
And so it's been fun. And, and believe me, we all share that. That was one thing I wanted to share with you guys that I think works so well is I dedicate an hour and the first 15 minutes we fellowship. I mean, we really fellowship. Okay. We share our lives. We share what's going on that last week, uh, what, what we're expecting to do this week, you know, what's going on. Um, the good, the bad, anything, we just open up and share. That's our first 15 minutes. Then we have an opening prayer, and then we do Bible study for 30 minutes, and then we close in 15 minutes of we share prayer requests, and then we pray. We all pray, uh, or one will, you know, depends on what, you know, what's going on and how many prayer requests we have that I either assign some to pray. And some of the, I have one lady that's in my Sunday night group that's from Puerto Rico. And she's a fairly new Christian, I believe. I haven't had a chance to really talk with her yet. And she's new to our group. And I asked her to pray, which may have been a mistake, but in retrospect, it worked out great. God was in awesome. it. Because she said to me in our little group, she says, I will pray, but I don't know how to pray. Mm. And I said, you know, Erica, you know how to talk. I said, that's all you have to do is talk to God and telling what we've been talking about. And she prayed and it was beautiful. And it was from the heart. And afterwards she said, oh, I can pray. I can pray. <laughs> she was so excited, oh. you know, but as silly as that sounds, that was a really aha moment in a, in a small group online where we were being real and it was wonderful it was really wonderful and now john and i my husband we're going to puerto rico on october 22nd and i'm going to get to have dinner with her and her husband so i'm going to get to actually meet her so i'm excited about that so wait she's in i'm sorry she's not from puerto rico she's in puerto rico she's in puerto rico she came to our group through CF, through Agatha. Who's in who New York. In New York. Okay. And Agatha, because she was in, in Agatha's group going back two, three years ago. Yeah. Through CF, and Agatha reached out to her and invited us. Now, Agatha has since left our group. She's had, her father died. She's had some traumatic things happen in her life. And, um, but I keep her on my every friday email i will never let agatha go from me and wow. tells me to stop sending her emails i send her the lessons every friday so if, if you're keeping score at home uh we've got texas we've got she's leader in my uh, miami currently north carolina with the podcast but normally miami uh you, we've got texas we've got ontario canada and we've got puerto rico Right. Like there is multiple countries, multiple time zones. And two cities in Texas. Right. Because, uh, because even though we meet at eight o'clock on Sunday night for, for Puerto Rico, that's, um, it's a different time zone in Puerto Rico, but I forget what it is. I think okay. it's, I think it's an hour later, but then in Texas, um, in San Antonio, it, for, for Chesley and for Melissa, it's seven o'clock, even though it's eight o'clock. It's an hour wow. earlier. So, I mean, anyway. where did you find these people? It's, it's, it's just kind of like networks, oh, Agatha, yeah, yeah, and everybody. Yeah. Yes, and on Monday night, I have Lori, 
who is my niece, who is a fairly new Christian, who lives mm. in Charlotte, North Carolina. And she's in my Monday night group and loving it with Janice, who is in your Tuesday night class. Yes. Awesome. It's all just kind of coming together. So when you approach people and you ask like, hey, I want you to join my online small group, like what's their response? Like, you know, and some of these people, you know, you're seeing them in face-to-face, Janice, Lori. Right, right, right. Well, the first thing older people ask me, well, I know how to do it. <laughs> you know, that's their first concern. And for younger folks, it's how much time do I have to put into it? You know, because time is, you know, king, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, in the realm of the worldly sense. And, you know, I think when I tell them, hey, it's one hour a week and you don't even have to leave your house, you know, or your apartment or your home, wherever you are. If you've got the Internet, you can join us online for one hour. You know, no travel time, no anything. You know, it's it's easy. And so, you know, a lot of people, you know, are willing to give it a shot. Um, I have to tell you, if I had more time, I'd do a third class you know, but, you know, I've only got so much time too. And, but it's easy. And we could take each of our groups, if everybody shows, it's just like two regular physical groups, whether you meet at a home or in a church. Sometimes people show up, sometimes there's conflict, they can't, you know, so forth, so on. So, you know, some nights on Sunday night, we'll have seven, sometimes we'll have five. You know, on Monday night, um, it's a smaller group. Um, you know, could I take another couple of folks in uh, on Monday night? Um, yes. Um, but, you know, finding them and getting them connected, I'm not sure exactly how all that goes down today. But I have to tell you, I truly believe people that are attending church that are not involved in a small group, if they really were introduced to online small groups, I think there could be a huge number of folks that could do it and enjoy it. When you look at, because you, you've done both, you, you've led online, you've led physical, you've been involved in online, you've been involved in physical groups. So like, and you're of the generation that it has less credibility in context of, of online. So when, when you're, when you're doing this, like, what are the obstacles, and just completely transparent, honest here, what are the obstacles in context of online that you're like, man, online is suffering because of this. It's harder online because of this. Like, what, what, are, the, what are the challenges that you've had to overcome that maybe you don't have in physical? And then vice versa, what are the challenges of physical that are solved in online? Uh, I, I think the obstacles are the same for, for a leader. And that is your dedication to study, okay, and uh, content for, you know, how do you get the best use of your 30 minutes Bible study. I used to do some books earlier on. We used to do a topic study. I mean, we did this, we did the topic study of the Ten Commandments. We did a topic study of the Lord's Prayer. Now we're in to just doing books of the Bible. We'd like, we just finished Matthew. We started Matthew, believe it or not, in February, and we just finished it. You know, there's 28 chapters. I try to do a, a chapter a week. Some chapters, 
in my little 30 minute have to go into two weeks because of the length of the chapter. Um, but um, we have all decided, we I took a, a survey of, of both my groups. Did they want to go back to a book or a topic or did they want to go on to another chapter, an, another book of the Bible? And mm -hmm. they all said, let's do another book of the Bible. And we've decided that September 8th and 9th, we're going to start the book of John. Mm -hmm. okay. And uh, that's what they all wanted to do because they said that it, it, for all these ladies, ex except for Janice, Janice has, as you know, is very learned and, and been in Bible studies for years and years and years. Um, it's been a real eye opener to them to study the whole book of Matthew verse by verse, you know, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And um, it's for me, the challenge is getting, I, I do an outline that goes to them every Friday with an email, you know, giving them whatever news I can come up with for the week of what's been going on and all that. And, anything I've heard about anybody that's in our group, sick, well, new babies, like, you know, Janice is a great grandmother five times over or something. So anyway, you know, we share all that news on, you know, that we can through either texts or emails, but then I give them an outline and um, giving them an outline that proposes certain verses with questions for them to think about and key verses that are in that, that section, those individual sections in those chapters, you know, it takes a lot of work and takes a lot of, you know, studying. And I, I've read more commentaries now on Matthew than I ever read in my life. For, so for me, it's been just, you know, a real eye opener into the book of Matthew that, you know, it's been, it, even though I've been in church all my life, I'm learning things I'd never, or I'm remembering things, or maybe things are being able, uh, easier for me to recall because I'm studying them at a deeper level. Mm -hmm. That's challenge number one for the leader. Challenge number two for the leader would be to really know that they have an accountability and a responsibility to love these ladies online, even though mm -hmm. I'm not physically in the same room with them, and truly get to know them and love them as mm -hmm. though I could put my arms around them. I mean, we have a lot of fun. And, and as much as one night, uh, Chesley was eating some cereal or she was eating something while we, you know, she'd get, just gotten home from work and she was having dinner while we were having class. And um, Lori says to Chesley, Chesley, I can just smell those strawberries in that cereal. And we all just bursted out laughing because <laughs> we were you know, <laughs> trying to, she, Lori was trying to make it seem like we were in the same room, you know, together smelling these strawberries, even though it was online. It was fun. You know, we really had a good time that night with a lot of different ways that we, that we try to interact, even yeah. while we're studying God's word. And um, anyway, that's, that's beautiful. Uh, loving people from a distance, um, how, how else has that been challenging in a way? That's where a lot of folks get that kind of mixed up as far as you know, right. community in terms of online. Yeah. You know, I, I think you could do a Bible study online where everybody was in the same city. They just don't have time to get to a small group location. Sure. You know, I think they could be from all over the world 
and mm -hmm. you know be be in that same online group obviously if you had an online group that was meeting online every week if i had a group that was just in miami or down near palmetto bay where we where i live um i would probably try to once a quarter meet at a restaurant or meet in my home to see each other you know that would seem to like be okay that would make sense but when you are doing it where you have people all over then you have to be creative you know in 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 learning how to um we have a group text that we're all in and um we send out happy birthdays we send out um you know good luck on this or you know something they know somebody's going to do and we all respond back and forth to it and um those are the kind of things that even with physical quote-unquote physical groups that take place like in person like you really start to know that that you're really getting into community when jokes and when when community is happening outside of the context of group right, right. Uh, when you don't quote unquote have to be in communication with one another that's when the real friendship and stuff is bonding that's what everybody wants for their yeah. small groups i feel very connected to these ladies that i've never met as i feel as connected to them as i do the ladies that i've met that's good. Yeah, I Talk. care about them and think about them and pray for them just the same. Talk, talk a lot more about their spiritual growth. I loved how you challenged uh, one of them to pray. And that okay. right there for, for some folks is amazing, you know, yeah. because a, a lot of people would be, even a lot of small group leaders I've talked to in physical groups are afraid to call people out for any kind of spiritual step in their context. And so what are some more examples of that? that well, we have been, I have been working on getting them to um, think about starting their own online small group, even though awesome. they can stay in mine, you know, right. I'm trying to get them to think about um, coming up with a list of just two people, because I think three people can be the beginning of a small group, no problem. And, um, and, and the reason why I believe that is some, there's been a couple of Sunday nights that there are only three of us that showed up, just like, you know, the others all had conflict. And when you have just three or four people online together, it's a much more intimate gathering, just as if you were in the home with just three or four people, because the larger a group gets, the more disconnected it gets from community of, of knowing people. And a lot of people aren't willing to speak up as much in a bigger group, where in a smaller group, they'll share at a better, at a deeper level. So I have my group, my groups now are being challenged to, for beginning in September to come, not to, not to actually have started the group, but they're each to bring two people's name that we're going to start praying for those folks before they even ask them to form a group. So I don't know if this is going to go anywhere, but I'm going to, I'm challenging them to do that. Um, mm -hmm. I think that this past year in Matthew, I think the idea that they all wanted to do another book of the Bible, verse by verse, versus some book, you know, from the bookstore. Um, Bookstores don't, don't exist anymore. I know, I know. But is it, it's an indication that they, they're spiritually, I believe, they're, they're, they're growing. Mm -hmm. Because I think that it's a lot harder to 
sit down and 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 get into the bible because there's so much of it even after i study it and read three commentaries there's some stuff just still over my head at, uh, as an as a lay person of of god's word um and there's many times i have to say to them they'll ask me a question and i have to say i don't know i said you know i could venture a guess but far be it for me to lead you the wrong way I won't answer it uh, unless I'm certain of my answer. Wow. I love this idea of, of duplicating, of challenging the groups to create other groups. And, and Ray and I, we talk a, a lot on the podcast and I'm mom, I've had the conversations with you as well about this, this, this theory of church online. It's called um, online to offline. The, the gospel that we learn about um, in our, in our online relationships affects our, our offline world and using it to say, okay, I'm not just going to stay in this one group. I'm going to actually use it to, to go out and start to talk with people, with friends that I know, start to pray about inviting them into the group, into a, uh, a relationship to, to get them to understand more of God than understand more of, of the gospel through it. And, and you doing the studies that you're doing, diving into the scripture is, is such a, awesome rich way uh, even the book of john just that as that 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 first study to get people to understand um, the heart of the gospel and getting them to uh invite others in and enabling them okay we've just gone through john you know maybe no, matthew we just finished matthew we're starting finished matthew, but you're starting john so as we're starting john maybe this is your opportunity to do john for the next group so the people that you're going through it hey as we're doing john you do john as well uh, with your group, because that's that's a great book for some new people to start off. I love, and this is kind of what I wanted to, to to ask just here. Like you've got people who have who have joined your study, Melissa as an example, who have been like through Christ Fellowship, the church. Somebody catches an online broadcast, fills out a connection card, um, and we get them connected into a, a group. But the majority of your group isn't like crowdsourced through a church service it's more these are people that you know like uh well, barbara chesley Lori. Yeah, right 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 and Lori, my my niece i knew that she has struggled in church and not really there and i called her up and i invited her to give this a try and she said oh i would love to and she loves it i mean really really loves it and then i have mary you might know her ray she it was a member of Christ Fellowship, and she just moved to Naples. Um, yeah. But they're moving back. It didn't work out for them to stay in Naples. Brenda found us, who's in Ontario, Canada. She found us. I don't even totally understand how she found us, because I think she was listening to Christ Fellowship Palm Beach. Okay. <laughs> And somehow or another, she called the church at Christ Fellowship Palmetto Bay and got connected to my group through that way. Um, because the first time I, because we, we, we always, we always discussed, you know, church, because my, my biggest encouragement to them is that they go to church, you know, some church. And so that we talk about what church we went to, what what message we heard, you know, that's some of the way we fellowship. And Brenda says, and, and we were talking about, you know, Rick Blackwood, 
and she goes, who's Rick Blackwood? <laughs> and, 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 and I said, well, you know, through Christ Fellowship. She goes, no. And she said some other name who I don't remember what she said. <laughs> another pastor of Christ Fellowship up there. So they, And then I remembered that there was another church, Christ Fellowship up north. Yeah, we've probably benefited a little too unfairly from that uh, okay. cross-branding, well, at least online. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so anyway, that's how we found her. But obviously, Debbie Brown is in my Sunday night class, and I've known her for many, many years, and she's mm -hmm. she's wonderful, and she's you know she's got a lot of knowledge and a lot of you know um, background in in bible um through bsf so i encourage her to share her thinking on different verses and subjects and it's just been really really wonderful i don't know how to explain it i just say the i get the biggest blessing out of it i just love it i love this idea of you taking ownership of inviting people in uh, and, and part of in what Ray and I have talked about is there's, there's this personal mission of, of we know people who need Jesus. We know people who are struggling in their faith. We know people who need that, that community. And, and, and I love that, that you've reached out to the people that you have to make this group and that, you're, that, that Christ Fellowship through Church Online is really empowering you at, at the, the personal mission to develop um, discipleship relationships with this peop these people, take them through uh, the scripture and, and to, to dive in. So like, this is, this is awesome. I, I love what's happening here with this. Uh, so keep going with that. Here's, here's the question and we'll, we'll land a plane on this. Somebody wants to start a group. Somebody's not sure if they want to start a group. How can you advise them? What advice can you give them? to start an online small group? Um, that they just pray about it first and then allow God to put two people into their mind, maybe a family member or a friend, and start that way. And, you know, it, it, it's, as simple as, it's as simple as that. Hmm. That's so good. That's, that, I mean, that, that's, that, that's what, you know, um, if you have anybody that's thinking about it, have them call me. They will definitely want to do it after they talk to me. <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to give my mom's uh, cell phone number on the, on the show notes. So I, I, I kind of um, want you to now, now so that we can start more Christ Fellowship online small groups. So uh, <laughs> go ahead and call 305-238-1818. Ask for Radio Armis, and uh, I'll get you with, in with Linda and Reed, get, and we'll work get this them out. In touch fine. With me. That's fine. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I, I like that so much better than the other option. So well <laughs> done. Um, man, Ray, thoughts as, as we're landing the plane here. I mean, Linda nailed every part of it. And, and, you know, she loves the people in her group and she loves Jesus and all this kind of works together to help lead them in the right steps of discipleship, which is what it's all about. The medium doesn't matter as much as the fact that she's living out the mission. And that's what's most important. So great job, Linda. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Mom, any, any closing thoughts? Well, um, just that if somebody would have asked me before I retired three years ago, I would be doing online Bible studies. I would have said, no, not possible. But let me tell you, you just have to get 
in there and do it. If you've got a laptop or a computer, it's easy as can be. And the Zoom product is, for me, the best. We used to have another product before we went to Zoom. Do you remember what it was, Jeff? Yes, and I'm not going to say the name. Oh, okay. That's okay. I'm hoping we can get sponsored by Zoom here. Let, this is good. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> because Zoom is really easy to use. And um, I, I think it's, you know, um, it's great the way it works, the way they can sign in, and, you know, the way you set up the meetings. Every aspect of it is great and easy, very easy, because... I can't even get this Bluetooth thing to work. So <laughs> you can Perfect. you can take that part out, Jeff. No, I want I want Linda to get all the Zoom sponsorships too. Zoom, if you're out there, write Linda Rita check right now. Be amazing. That's that was awesome. Um, I you know I I can I can remember three years ago um, sitting in my office. Okay, should I ask my mom to start an online small group? What's the, what's the best that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? What would this look like? How do I, I've got this need. Um, and it was all, it was all centered around that, that Melissa relationship because there were two or three of these young professionals that were starting to, to, to crop up. And it's like, what do I, what's the best way to do something here? And that was, you know, that initial conversation to, to help reach that, that type of person. And I got to tell you, I mean, I love, the fact that I did three years later that you've developed the relationships you have uh, with these people um, that you've been able to, you know, and I don't mean to be rude when I say this, but you've been able to extend your ministry life where you've been able to do things in ministry through online that, you know, you may not be able to do if you were existing in the physical realm because right. you travel so much and, and you're, you're doing so many different things that um, physical ministry, ministry you can take with you. Yes. Right. You know, but let me let me go ahead and, co and comment on that though, because Linda, this is what I love about it, and something that I've practiced, you know, with folks who are a stage of life behind, and something that I've had the benefit of having folks who are a stage of life ahead. And if you're here listening, and you're anywhere in life, I just want to encourage you. Number one, you don't know who you can develop that's a step behind you, and number two, you don't know the kind of development that you need from a person who's a step ahead, because I'm telling you now, from everything, from parenting to marriage life, to work life, having folks in my life who are two or three steps ahead of me has been the treasure trove of my life where I've avoided a lot of pitfalls and where the Lord has allowed me to do the same for somebody who's in college or just newly married or whatever else, just a step behind. I don't have to, you know, you don't have to have everything. Just be willing to give what you know. And that is so powerful in discipleship. Yes, very much so. I have one, uh, just real quick, and I'll close. I have one of the ladies I didn't mention Sunday night, Jill. Uh, she lives in Homestead. Her husband's in the military, and they're getting ready to transfer to, he's taken, he's a, he has a, actually has a PhD, and he's going to work for the University of Michigan, and they're moving. And she was sharing Sunday night how excited she is that she'll be able to take her small group with her. Oh, that's you awesome. Know, to Michigan, you know, so we're, we're all excited about hearing all about what God has in store for her 
in Michigan after, you know, she came to Miami from Ohio, not wanting to come, afraid to come, you know, with the two small babies and her husband in military. It's been wonderful. And she and I have grown to really, you know, trust each other and love each other. And now she's going to Michigan and she's excited both to go to Michigan and take our group together, take our group with her. Yeah. And then that's, that's the heart of church online and online relationships is that, you know, you've, you've got this biblical community, you've got this, this group of people, uh, and you have the opportunity to, to continue those relationships on. And this is awesome. I like, I, and man, this has been, been a great birthday gift and I appreciate the, the time of this and the wisdom. Um, this it's is not- really the cheapest birthday gift I ever got away with. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll let that fly. Um, there, there was a lot worse you could have said in this podcast. So we're just going to, we're going to walk away. I'm going to count my blessings. Uh, and thank you for that. All right. Uh, for Ray, uh, for, for Linda, I'm, I'm Jeff with the Church Digital. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for being here. Bye.